0: listening to the jersey guys podcast the show that talks about hard rock heavy metal aor and west Coast music in-depth conversation and special guests are always on tap so settle in and turn it up now here are your hosts tom and mark
1: Hey everybody, Mark from the Jersey Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host Tom Coyne as always. Today we've got special guest Rob Math from the band Leatherwolf. Uh, the band just released their brand new album, it's called Kill the Hunted. It came out in November of last year, so we're going to talk to Rob about that. The recording of it and the time he spent with the band. And we're also going to touch on some other uh, aspects of Rob's career. He's been playing for a while now with uh, Peter Beckett and his version of Player. Uh, of course, Baby Come Back, everybody knows that song from the late 70s. And uh, he's also been playing in another band called Soul Sign. And that's uh, Bjorn Englen from Ingvay uh, Malmsteen, uh, Dio Disciples, and a bunch of other bands. And uh, the singer on that one is Mark Bowles. So they're hopefully going to release their album sometime in 2023. So, uh, we're going to talk to Rob about all that stuff so let's get right to it Rob Math from Leatherwolf Hey Rob thanks for joining us here on the podcast tonight Tom and I appreciate your time
2: Hey thanks thanks you guys for having me on This is awesome
1: Yeah now we appreciate it this is this is a good one Yeah <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you, and I'll be honest, I, I don't know a lot about yeah. Rob Math. So before we get into yeah. the, you know, we know we've, you've been playing with Leatherwolf for about 10, 12 mm-hmm. years now. Yeah. Um, we know your involvement with Peter Beckett and his player, uh, band, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we know you got yeah. a, a newer thing that's been around for a little while, but it's kind of just getting off the ground called mm-hmm. soul sign. But, uh, I want to go back yeah. and if you could tell me and Tom and, and our listeners, uh, give us a little background on, on, you know, where you were born, you know? where you grew up and, and how you got into playing you know guitar and, and music
2: sure sure um yeah before I start I, I have to just say one thing I say what's going on guys <laughs> I just had to do that okay. yeah that okay. was that was going to be my my intro yeah uh, okay so um yeah I'm, I'm actually originally from um New York and I oh, wow. uh, grew up in yeah in Long Island um I guess really? not too far from you guys wow. I, I, grew, I, grew Jersey, right? in,
0: I grew up in Brooklyn
2: Okay. Yeah. Nice. I grew up in Great Neck, Long Island. It's like a nice suburb. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was just a kid that somehow started gravitating towards music and guitar. I think I was like, you know, I remember being like six years old or something, and just sitting playing like Kiss records. <laughs> you know, um, and just different. You know, I was into all that stuff, like the Who and the Stones, and and uh, that was. You know, I guess I'm kind of, like, old enough, but still young, you know, but to, to remember that, that time. So when you had to actually buy, a, buy an actual record. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so so I just remember being, like, fascinated by KISS um, and guitar, actually. And um, at some point, uh, like, my dad um, is uh, is an electrical engineer. And he was the type of guy that could, like, build anything. And he was, like, an electronics genius and stuff. Um, so he was... Uh, really into creative things and um, I remember he took me to a flea market and we picked up uh, my first electric guitar and it was um, I don't remember what it was but it was some sort of like gold electric guitar with one string and um, I was just like yeah I was like fascinated you know and that kind of got the bug in me Uh, but I didn't didn't really do too much with it uh, until I don't know a few years later I think it was like uh, you know, I was really getting old by then. I think I was eight. No. <laughs> and I, I really, yeah, I really wanted to take uh guitar lessons. And, um, so I remember, uh, like begging my mom to try to figure out, you know, to get me guitar lessons. And so she found this, uh, classical guitar teacher, excellent, excellent teacher. And, um, I think, I think they said, Oh, you know, he's, he's a little too young. You got to wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so I still couldn't take lessons. I think about a year later, I started taking lessons. And, um, I, you know, I go to his house and uh, I started off on nylon string guitar. Mm-hmm. So just, just classical guitar. And, um, you know, I, I, I was just doing whatever was natural. I was learning, um, you know, little finger style songs and um, I think Maliguenia. You know that one, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, A famous, famous Spanish song, and um, so I guess I was doing pretty good. And I started doing recitals. I was like maybe like nine years old, and uh, you know, and I would go and I I was reading, you know, from a book, and I and I you know just just, it was like classical guitar. So I sit there and I I took lessons, and I and I did one or two recitals, and I just decided this isn't really what i want to do <laughs> it's like this is this this is not it because i had these you know these albums at home and i was like i don't know this is this is not you know the fun i thought it was yeah you and, want to uh, and honestly it was a little yeah, yeah it was a little scary too it was like what am i gonna do i gotta go learn this piece and sit you know and, and it's so formal and everything It's yeah. you know just a kid so so I, I actually stopped taking lessons for a little while and um I think maybe like about a year or so later, the same teacher um, was actually as almost as great, amazing guitar player. Um, classical. He opened up a music store in Great Neck, and he called and uh, said, "Oh, I, I have this, uh, you know, rock teacher, um, and uh, maybe you know, maybe your son might want to take, you know, try a lesson with him." And um, so, you know, one thing led to another. Next thing you know, I went down there, and um, I was playing you know i think my first lesson was like on you know i was using an electric guitar one of their guitars and uh my teacher who was his name was louis miranda uh, another great you know great player and awesome teacher um he uh the first thing he showed me was you know how to play with a pick and uh and i was like just you know blown away i was like wow <laughs> <laughs> what is that you know and he's like this black plastic piece that he was you know and he was doing all this stuff and i was just like this is the coolest thing ever and i think i think he played like smoke on the water <laughs> ah, <laughs> i was yeah. like oh my god you know yeah so i was like you know that was it i, I uh, <clears throat> started to get back into um, the rock thing and um i guess i you know I, I, it just came it came naturally to me but um, I also liked to practice you know I liked it but I mm. I got it you know it's like yeah. I, I was like I wasn't one of those students that was like you know blowing into the guitar or something you know like oh it's a saxophone no right. I, I I get this <laughs> you know <laughs> so I so I, yeah so pretty you know pretty after uh, whatever a little while it's was like becoming one of the more fun students and um, and I just you know it's just like one of those kids that really uh, liked it like everything you know guitar I try to uh, you know, find all the, uh, whatever, li- you know, listen to the songs on, on the radio, whatever, and, and figure them out. And um, I started just, you know, basically doing stuff on my own, you yeah. know, um, and practicing. And i bring that stuff in uh, for the lessons. And I remember my teacher was, you know, he was just like blown away. He'd show me something and I'd, you know, I'd just go home and I'd play it for like 10 hours, you know, all day long, you know? Um Yeah. So It was, it was that kind of, um, you know, process. And I think by the time I was, uh, 14, I was like pretty proficient, you know, at a a certain level Mm -hmm. and I started getting more, even more serious. It just, it just kind of progressed. Yeah. It just progressed from there. Uh, I think, I think by the time I was 15, I was like, this is what I'm doing, you know?
1: Did you get involved with the local scene out there in Long Island? Did you join bands at any point? Um, well, yeah. I mean,
2: actually, so Louie um, had like a, a Latin kind of dance project, and he was way older than me. I was about 16 or something. He had a, a band with his brother, and um, that was like kind of the first, uh, not, besides other bands that I had in high school and everything, but that was kind of the first professional band. They asked me to sort of join, and, um, and they did, you know, various gigs and stuff and i was actually um, they hired me you know Hmm. (laughs) to be like the lead guitarist okay and i was like wow this is this is really cool you know i was playing like you know weddings and things (laughs) and i was like only like yeah like maybe 17 um so i was actually going to the high school that i went to um we also had a program that was more um Art, art like artsy based, mm-hmm. and um, so we had a a class called uh, recording studio. So we had like an eight track recorder and a mixer, and um, and that was like one of the classes I could take. So um, I was pretty involved in um, like recording at the school um, in that that aspect. And then I had you know I had my band in high school, so we would play at different events mm-hmm. and. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, we were pretty active. I was in bands since I was like, you know, maybe like 12 or 13.
0: So, wow. you know, <laughs> what catapulted you into the world of Leatherwolf, from a guy, a, a guy in long Island to this Southern mm. California band. How did, how did that all come about?
2: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, the way I wound up, uh, coming out to LA basically I came out to LA so that's what got me connected to uh Leatherwolf I um after high school I went directly uh to school in Boston and I was there for a couple years at Berkeley yeah.
3: okay.
2: and I was in I was in bands there and doing that whole scene I moved back to New York and I was um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm out of I'm out of you know, college and all this stuff. I'm working as a musician now. I was teaching and uh, I was in like two different bands. I was in a really uh, popular cover band that plays all over Jersey still. Oh, Jersey yeah. Shore. Um yeah, you might have heard of New Life Crisis. Oh yeah. You, sure. you guys, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, back in what was it, ninety it was like ninety five or yeah, oh, somewhere wow. around 94, wow. 95. So I remember, yeah, we used to play the Jersey shore and Hamptons, huh. um, Jenkinson's Tradewinds, all those oh, places. Wow. Oh, was great. Yeah. We know those. Yeah. yeah
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Point
2: yeah, it was, yeah, Oh, it was the best. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, it was living, living the life. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we, we, just used to laugh and, and go play these awesome gigs. <laughs> but, um, this, yeah. So the, the singer that I was working with, uh, great singers, his name is Paul Mahas and, uh, one of my best friends at the time, another still a great friend, um, we, we were writing material together too. So we were just we were playing like five, six nights a week, just going between Jersey and New Long Island, and we drive around this band and laugh and plays shows, and we'd also like you know hang out and write songs and stuff. And then one day he he said to me, "Hey, I got this. Uh, I met, I know this guy out in LA, um, and he's got a studio, you know, and uh, he wants me to come out and record." And um and I was like, Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool. And he said, Yeah, he's um he's got a studio at Steve Vai's house. Oh, wow. And I'm like, Steve Vai? Yeah, yeah. I was like get the hell out of here. He's like, No, his studio's in Steve Vai's house. He's like, Do you want to go, you know, go out to LA and um hang out? Like it was just it was that type of thing. So we're like, you know, early twenties, everything's just done like, Yeah, oh, oh yeah, let's do it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so we go out there. Um and um, he's a he's an awesome uh, producer and engineer. His name is Michael Lattanzi, and uh, you know I just came out because I was working with my friend Paul, and um, we went to his studio. And it was at Steve's house, um, where his studio is, in um, uh, I don't know, in the hills somewhere, like uh, in the Hollywood, Beachwood Canyon area, is where it was actually, and uh, so it was kind of surreal. Um, his guitars were there, he wasn't there, but um, but we were in my friend's studio and they were trying to produce a song, basically, um, for my friend Paul and the band I was in. Paul plays acoustic guitar he's an amazing singer and um, they were sitting there and I was just trying to, I was just feeling out the vibes, you know, um, wasn't like I was going to take over anything. But uh, you know, I just, you know he was working on the the chord changes and the song, and I said, "Can I see the guitar for a second? What if you did something like this?" And. Um, I wasn't trying to show off or anything. I just mm-hmm. was trying to really help create something. Yeah. And um, like the producer, was like, "Holy shit, that's killer!" You know, what, yeah. you know, what are you doing sitting over there? He's like, "Plug in that, plug it in." What, why? Why are you? Why aren't you playing?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? yeah, And I was like, "Well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't step on anyone's toes," you know. Yeah. So he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like, "Yeah, plug plug in the guitar." So we, um, so we started working on the song, and um, naturally, I just, you know started shifting a few chords around and came up with some parts, uh, for the song. And it was all really natural, you know? And I was excited cause, um, you know, after we did the acoustics, we were going to use Steve's guitar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, uh, on some of the electrics. So I was like, you know, I was like, Oh, this is, this is too cool. I was like, is he going to be pissed? You know? And he's <laughs> like, Oh, he doesn't care. He said, I can use anything you want. So, um, so we, we just, you know, we had a great time, a lot of laughs and I recorded all the guitar tracks for the song and, um, it became one, you know, the new demo song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, I go back to, uh, New York and it was just, you know, a single guy had my place and was living the life. <laughs> and, um, I get, I get a phone call one day from Mike and he's from New York, whatever. And he's like, he like, listen, he's like, uh, my brother-in-law, um, heard the, the stuff that you recorded. And, um, he's, he's a really well-established producer out here. You know, and he's like, listen, he wants to hire you to do this record. I'm like, hire me to do the record. What, what, what does that mean? And he's like, mm. he's like, look, he's going to, he's going to fly out here. He'll pay you this. It's a album on Elton John's label for this artist, Lulu. <laughs> you know, I looked her up and I'm like, wow, she's like this new, big artist from like the fifties or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so uh his brother-in-law was was uh, is Dave Tyson, and uh, he uh, produced Black Velvet for Lana Miles, and had um, a lot of a lot of hits. And um, basically, you know, he was just in in that circle and using all the top session guys, you know, and anybody that was in the scene. I wasn't in the scene. I was just a dude from New York that uh, flew out on a weekend and and cut some tracks. So I was just like, wow, you know, it, it felt like I was getting plucked, you know, from New York to to, I was making this, this big, big splash, you know, in LA. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, long story short, I came out for that. Uh, it didn't exactly go the way it was supposed to go, but it was, it was a good learning experience. <laughs> and, um, I wound up going back to New York and, uh, they just said to me, you know, you know, you could really do well out here. Like, you know, you basically got all the tools like to be like one of those guys, you know, um, that could be, uh, you know, getting the call for, for a lot of these big things. And I was like, I didn't really know. I just was doing whatever was natural. You know? Yeah. And, um, so, so I went back to New York and I, I was, I had an original band and that wasn't really going too far. And the cover band thing was <clears throat> going one way. My uncle actually lived out in LA and, um, yeah. And, uh, he's, he actually became a, a, a famous, um, A radio personality named the Bulldog. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he was out in Palm Springs, and uh, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah, love him; he was the best, but um, hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So I just called him. Yeah, I called him one day, and I said, "Hey, you know, could I come out and um, can I stay there?" (laughs) Basically, I said I'm thinking about getting out of here and just moving. You know, it was that time where you could do stuff like that (laughs) and just pick up and leave. I said I'm going to sell the couch, and uh, you know, I don't have to worry about the lease. So he was like, "Yeah." definitely come out. <laughs> so I wound up, that's how I got out to LA basically because, um, you know, I, I thought that I, I felt like I, I could do something out here. And then also because, uh, you know, my uncle's out here and he, you know, basically let me crash at his place. <laughs> so, so I could get started. I was also pretty active, like, you know, whenever they have that NAM show and, um, that's when I met my friend Bjorn and he started telling me about his band and, um, we kind of just, you know, um, connected like, you know, we got along great and, uh, he already had a guitarist. And then basically the guy dropped out like last minute and he had some gigs booked in Sweden and um, he called me up and said, Hey, you know, can you do it? And it was like one of those things where I actually could do it, but the whole thing was so fast. It was like, you know, the next day it was like, I'm going to Sweden. Hmm. So, um, so I, so I took the gig, we got together and I went to Sweden and Michael was the singer of that band michael olivieri Ah, uh, from weatherwolf yeah so we did like one rehearsal or something or two rehearsals with michael and then we went to sweden and we just you know had a blast (laughs) because yeah we we, it was just you know it's such a different place it's like you know here's you know guys from orange county and me from new york living in la now we're in sweden so we just had a lot of fun and um I was the only guitar player in that project, even though Michael plays. I didn't even know he played guitar, mm. but uh, that got me um, connected with him. And then after that, he he was um, just said, "Hey, I, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Leatherwolf, but I'm the singer in the band Leatherwolf, and um, we might need someone here and there." Mm. And um, and so we just started talking, and there were some gigs that were coming up, but nothing. Uh, it just fell through, and uh, there was like some recording going on at one point, And then I guess they really needed someone. And that was like 2011 ish. And, um, Michael called me and said, Hey, uh, can you give my friend Dean a call? And that was the start. Yeah, <laughs> that okay. was the start right from there. Yeah. So long story short, um, I gave Dean a call and, uh, like, you know, the rest is pretty much history. Yeah. So
1: let's fast forward up to the, mm-hmm. just this year you got, uh, the new leather wolf album, uh, kill the hunted. Let's, let's talk about that. Cause... Yeah.
2: Well, um, yeah. So I was in the band for a while and we, we had just been doing, um, uh, you know, gigs and shows and we've been in, been to Europe and Germany and, um, England and we've been on cruises and, you know, we were always doing the old stuff and, um, I always, you know, sort of just kept inching up as like the guy in the band, the main guy, this and that and everything. And, um. Well, you I mean, kind of stayed like there, right? You yeah. kind of
1: stayed within the band because Tom and I were talking earlier how there there was so many guys from the band that were the, the original guys mm-hmm. kept coming in and out and they get new guys and stuff. But you you were pretty consistent there since you joined up in 2011, right? Uh,
2: yeah, basically. Um, yeah, it, it was just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah, there was a lot of guys in and out of the band. So like when I came in, it was, um, Carrie was the other guitar player and Michael, and Dean, and then Pat, and uh, we did a couple of shows, and then, I don't know, some stuff kind of went down with, I don't know, the, the Dean and Gary, and so then uh, Gary wasn't going to be in the band, and then uh, Greg came back. So Greg was in it before me, and I'm from Greg Erba, mm-hmm. so then he came back in the band for a while, and we were same thing, we're doing shows and doing gigs and everything, and uh, and then we had a falling out with Greg and then we got, um, I think it was Joey Tafoya was going to come in and he was interested in, in doing it. But then at the same time, he, um, also hooked up with Grand Bonnets band and the schedules right. were conflicting. Right. So that kind of fell through. And then, uh, we found Luke and, um, and we had a whole bunch of gigs, shows in uh, England and, um, yeah. And so um, Chris, our manager, Chris Leidengood, I think, found him or something. And they, you know, I said, well, yeah, he looks, sounds good. You know, we're watching some videos of him. And uh, we met him. And he's like, he's kind of the youngster <laughs> of the group. And, um, but really excellent shredder and um, can learn a ton of stuff. And he came in and um, he's been in it since, basically. So, yeah. And so I've been, consistent It's it's been uh uh me me and luke there was some stuff that i didn't do like in 2018 that was over in uh where was it in, in europe or something but okay now at been, some point in, jeff in Gaya, yeah yeah
0: jeff gay was back also wasn't he
2: yeah so so basically around 2017 ish or something you know this thing has always been like a drama family
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. guys
2: always come in oh, and out yeah. like they never go away
1: Yeah, we kind of got that from Mike when we had him on a while back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite a scene, yeah. But um, I don't know, around, I don't know when it was, in 2017 or 2018, somehow Jeff kind of came back into the scene, and I was still in the band, and uh, we were trying to put the band together with me and Jeff and a third guitar player. So maybe it was going to be Carrie... We didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And there it, it was a lot of uh, inter kind of stuff going on. I know Mike wanted to really do, uh, you know, the original Carrie Jeff him thing. And then Dean wanted me to still, be involved. So he was like, That um, you know, it's gonna be <laughs> Rob carrying yeah. Jeff. like, what we got? Four guitar players here? So yeah, it, was, it was just from, like, the, from the triple axe
1: attack play. to the quadruple axe attack. It's gonna huh? be
2: yeah, you know, and I was like, well, What am I gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, yeah. what I mean and and uh, I remember Jeff came down and he was super cool, you know, and he was like, Yeah, I don't know, we're just all gonna be in this band together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, Yeah, i you know, it's like hey you gotta pay homage to the original guy you know who wrote the stuff so yeah. i was like well let's work it out however you want to do it and um so
0: and so he, that and he wrote a lot idea. of stuff on this yeah. new album too didn't he
2: yeah he, he actually he wrote i would say you know 90 percent of the the riffs and uh, the arrangements that's that's uh you know all comes from from jeff's inner genius and um he was involved basically he you know he, he came in and uh, we were starting to write again and dean said can you come out and uh, write with us and he was writing with carrie and well i would come in and i would throw some ideas and do this and then him and jeff were working together and jeff just went home and and wrote like 13 you know you know tracks and lifts and arrangements and just like just a ton of stuff you mm-hmm. know and him and dean worked on it together but it wasn't finished but it was like you know the basis of of all these um a lot of the riffs and everything were there like you know um so that was uh and i was sort of like this was a new thing for me you know writing with these guys so i would i would come in where where it worked and i'll explain like how it started but um I was just sort of like watching the process, like uh you know uh, the song nobody was sort of like started with Dean and carrie and um and then I came in after and added added some things that I thought would work, and they really liked it. um only the wicked wasn't only the wicked, it wasn't uh it was a there was a riff and a a second section that that Jeff had, and uh it was it was a great riff, but there was no there was there wasn't that song um and we didn't have the song or, or anything it was just just a killer riff and, and a second section mm. and um so uh i can't when i came in we actually added the verse uh music uh which wasn't there and then that turned just totally uh you know gave the song a whole other life and um and then me and dean sat there and um Dean actually is pretty interesting. He, he writes a lot of uh, lyrics and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I have a good sense for melodies and stuff. And um, and so I came up with the the uh, vocal melodies for the oh. verses and the, the pre-chorus and the chorus for that song and uh, used his lyrics. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, everybody heard it and they like, wow, that's killer. Yeah. So that's how that song came together. Um, the, the rest of the track so like Jeff really you know had those riffs and everything and um when we were getting ready to uh basically record record the album it was gonna be like it was COVID you know COVID was going on oh, yeah. and um every, everybody was kind of freaked out and uh, uh Dean had already recorded his drums at a studio in San Diego and um and I just remember him telling me, "I'm going into the studio. I'm going to go record, you know, the, the, to all these songs." And and it was like one of those things, like, "Wow, you're going to go into a building that's not your house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to, you know, d- make sure you wear a double mask and everything." Yeah. And and uh, so he went and recorded all this stuff. And when uh, he, you know, he was had a schedule that they were going to start guitars and something something basically went down. Jeff was supposed to be up first, you know, so that's the way we're, at. we're like yeah. a, you know, a baseball team who's up first, yeah. you know, Jeff was supposed to be up first and it just, you know, didn't happen. Or, uh, some, you know, Dean called me and said, well, you know, I don't know where <laughs> he is. So I said, well, it's, you know, he wrote all those riffs and everything. It's like, you know, he's got to play this stuff. And, um, they basically had kind of a falling out mm. and, uh, it was presented to me to be like, you know, record all the stuff, a lot of the stuff that Jeff had already written, but, yeah. you know, obviously to do all the guitars on the album. And, and I was like, well, that's kind of a big, a big task, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so, but because it, it just, the way everything worked out, I, it was like I could do it, you know, because of just the way, it, COVID and all the stuff. And, you know, it's tricky when you learn, a riff that somebody else wrote you know yeah. um as opposed to something that you just came up with you know um so i didn't want to do that i i was like really like you know really pushing to get jeff to go in and <laughs> to, and do his thing and um dean just you know gave me that it's not going to happen and so i was just left with what do you want to do so I said, well, it's going to be a pile of work. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, but I, you know, I said, okay, I took it on and um, started working on it. And um, I just knew that if I did this, that it was going to have to be, you know, uh, my personality. And, you know, it's just, it's not going to work if it's just like, I'm not going to go in and, and try to recreate something exactly like so. It just sounds so right. sterile, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, to put your so, own flavor. So I was like,
2: yeah. So it's like, I got to. I got to learn his riffs and then I got to, you know, f- do what I would do and um and add my, you know, my flavor, my personality. Yeah. And uh but the hard thing is like when you do an album like this or something it's kind of like building a house, you know, you got to start with the foundation. Otherwise it's just going to be it's just going to be a bunch of crap, you know. Yeah. So so and that's like the hardest part. You know, it's the most disciplined uh part is just learning those basic arrangements and those basic riffs, and recording those those, those original, you know, the foundation. Everybody just wants to go in and start blazing. You know, yeah. okay, I'm here for the session, you know, turn me up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So we went through like, yeah, months and months and months of, and I even had to tell Dean because he was like, oh, are you are going to do this in three days. And it's like, dude, <laughs> if you want this record to be uh, like, legitimately just killer. It's, this is the way that I do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to take it piece by piece, song by song. And, and that's what we did. We just, you know, we would, we, we did all the rhythm guitars, um, uh, first basically, um, I did all, all the rhythms. We would, we would double them or harmonize and so forth. And, um, and, spend you know really uh, as much time as we needed to feel like you know it was just killer yeah, yeah. i said there's really no point i said it's like it's not even about like you know uh time or money or something it's like it's like i'm already we're already so invested in this so if we don't you know if we don't put it on and we're not instantly blown away then basically it's it's not happening yeah. <laughs> <And> when <laughs> you got was, involved we with critical. the band at yeah. first yeah, yeah.
0: um yeah. Were you fully cognizant of the of of the legacy of the band or was it something that you kind of felt your way through or like were you a were you a Leatherwolf fan or was this like a band like I I got to like kind of figure out what they're all about?
2: Uh, No, it was like that. I had to figure out what they were all about. So um, I had heard the name and stuff, but I I didn't. I really wasn't, like, you know, aware of the whole legacy. Right. Um, So that might have been, like, a blessing in disguise Mm because I just – I had no idea really what I was walking into. Mm. You know, I just – I just thought I was the man, (laughs) you know, and then the next thing I know, it's like, you know, you're, there's this whole legacy and there's, there's so much, there's a lot of pressure and and stuff. And, and maybe had I known about that, I might've, I might've played different or might've acted. I don't know, you know, so, but, um, I kind of went in blind really. I just, you know, I didn't even, I didn't really even know Michael. I just, uh, I just played my ass off and he was like, bro, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh and same thing dean was like he called dean called me up he goes uh yeah mikey says you're really good you yeah, know can you come down and uh record something and i said sure i'll do it you know send it to me and they sent me uh the gypsies and thieves solo which i guess uh, they thought or do those like the premier. you know probably one of the hardest solos or something and um it is it's a difficult solo it's it's a shreddy kind of lead and um i just I took my time with it, and I, I really respected because I, I I thought you know Jeff was an excellent player, and I thought the the uh, you know the, I could hear all the guitar work was just killing, Whether it was Jeff or Carrie. They, they were so a step I, I above. It and, yeah.
0: They were a step above a lot of bands. I got to oh, see yeah. them at the Cat Club in June of '89, and um, okay, they they were definitely a step above most bands. A lot, a big step above most of the East Coast bands. Uh, at that yeah. time, I thought the West, there was some bands on the West Coast that were like that Lizzie Borden, Vicious Rumors, uh, Leather Wolf, mm. um, and they definitely were a cut above. I mean, I, I, I was shocked that I remember to this day, it was 33 years ago, that I had no idea that Oliveri played lead guitar to that extent. You know, I knew he played, right. but I figured fig- fig- yeah. he played like the typical lead singer plays, you know, <laughs> mm. not like the other two guys in the band played. And that was something yeah, different. Was there crazy, was no, crazy, there yeah. were no other than southern rock. There were no triple axe attacks and heavy metal mm-hmm. at the time. And it was, uh, it, it was very, cool. it, it was really different to see. And um, it, the legacy of this band for me is very personal. It's still one of my from that era, and I was into virtually every band from that era. it's still one of my top four or five bands. So what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is uh, my. It's from myself cool. personally. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan in general of uh, lineups that become severely fragmented. And mm-hmm. this lineup, when I first saw, I, I was under the impression that you mm-hmm. were still guitar player. Jeff was the other guitar player. I knew Mike was mm-hmm. out. I knew Dean was in. And mm-hmm. I, I almost had to. I had to be convinced. And and the album didn't yeah. convince me. By the way. Um, cool. What was Appreciate the band going through at the time? Was there any, were there any feelings like, well, we are oh, only a one original member. Rob's been here a long time. Will this go over mm-hmm. as good without Jeff or, or, or Carrie or, or certainly I'll, I'll vary in the band. De-
2: uh, definitely. I mean, you know, there's always that, um, you know, there's always the core fans that are, um, not happy to hear that, you know, so and so's not in it or this person's not in it. Um and you know, I think we were trying to do it with uh Jeff in the band. So it was like uh you know it was Dean and Jeff and, and me and then that was like kind of the last last falling out, you know. Um and um you know I, I gotta hand it to Dean. He just he he had he kept the faith, you know, he said I I just you know, it it just, it's not working out (laughs) and, and and I want to do this record and, you know, can you do it? Are you the guy, you know? (laughs) And it was, it was like this family that couldn't get along, you know, I said, what about, (laughs) what about Michael? What about Jeff? What about, you know, and uh, everything just kept pointing to me, you know, and, um, so uh so it, there was a lot of pressure it was like well either we're gonna you know we're gonna either waste our time because there's gonna be a lot of people that are disappointed or we're just gonna have to just kill them you know and really blow everybody away and um so that you know that was just sort of sort of the pressure too like when I was doing it too, I was getting some heat you know from people like, oh, you know it's not gonna be this oh you can't you know and that and I was like. You know, I, I have a pretty competitive edit attitude. You know, so if you start pushing my buttons, you know, mm-hmm. then I start to say, "All right, well, fuck you." You know, sorry, right. a curse. You know, no, that's fine. but yeah, here, well, yeah. Here's a, you know, yeah. You know, this is what. Here we go. You know, so, so it just kind of pressed me and Dean, and and uh, but it was unfortunate. It would have been cool, you know, to um, if those guys could have uh, got along or, or just kept it together. But, um, it's a lot of, you know, I think mostly with, with Dean and Mike, it was a lot of creative differences. It wasn't like, uh, you know, and, and they have years of history. I, mm-hmm. I only
3: sure.
2: really know Mike and, you know, since 2010 and, and we always got along good and, and there was really nothing, you know, just had a lot of laughs. And, um, but I was always kind of in a weird not a weird position, but I was always in like kind of the hot seat with that band because, um, there was such a core, you know, group of people that always wanted to see the original guys in there, you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, and then they would want to come back, but then they didn't come back, <laughs> you know? Um, and so, uh, I just, you know, sort of like ignored a lot of that stuff. Cause a lot of it was just, uh, just like band drama,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah so there's a, yeah, a, a lot of drama. Yeah, a lot of drama, and and yeah. and what really yeah. ended up happening. I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but from from the outside yeah. looking in, sure, uh, the strength of the album has is, has really paved its own way, and and I think now the lineup, cool, as it is, yeah. and I mean I ne- network with a lot of people on, on the internet, yeah. about, you know, and and the the feedback on this album is fantastic, and I think now oh, excellent, yeah. the the past members are in the past, I, it's like this lineup is is gelled. The songs are fantastic. Yeah. To me, it's a, it's a complete combination of the very first album and Street Ready. Like if you put the two together, it's, it's cut oh, right nice. out, out yeah. of that mold. And um, I think the lineup now is really accepted. And I think Keith now is starting to get a lot of recognition as not just the guy that replaced Oliveri, but like the new singer who's brought like a new, uh, voice and a new, you know, uh, energy Mm. to the band. Could you tell us a little bit about how you guys got him? Because he's, he's a real talent. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah. Well, that was, uh, really lucky. I mean, it's kind of hard to, you know, I know bands that look for singers for years, you know, and all you hear is that we're still looking for a singer. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I I don't know, you know, Dean, um, had, uh, him and Mike had a little thing and um he uh put out some feelers that he you know for some different vocalists and Keith was one of the guys that they uh that that uh he came across and um I I don't know what the process was really I think maybe he saw some YouTube videos or something Mm -hmm. but um um you know he became aware of Keith and it turned out that he lived really close. He was, um, you know, right in orange County, really close by. And, um, so they, you know, they connected and then, uh, you know, Dean was telling me about, Oh yeah, I met this guy. Supposed to be really good. And I thought, Oh yeah, it's going to take forever. i are going to find someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then, and then I heard him, I said, Oh wow. You know, this, he's killer. And, um, that we actually uh he was he came down to i guess kind of sing a few things in dean's garage he has a, a studio in there and um i drove down i'm in la and um we were working on only the wicked we had uh, put that together i think a few nights before and i had like whispered <laughs> the melodies um into uh, a Pro tools session because it, it just took on this whole new form with uh, the new music that we added. And then Dean and I put together the, uh, you know, the, the, he had the lyrics and I opened, put together the melodies with the lyrics and I kind of whispered it <laughs> uh, one night at like three o'clock in the morning. And he said, let's see if he could sing this. And um, so Keith, you know, came over and we met him and uh, we showed him the song and uh, we just had him basically, uh, you know, sing that you know, and, um, he worked with us and just as if he was like a vocalist doing a session and we just, you know, we heard it and we're like, this, he's just, wow, he's got an amazing voice, you know, his, the tone is, is amazing and, um, the range and, and, uh, you know, it's like this guy can sing, holy crap. So that's basically how it started with Keith and, um, and then Dean just kept working with him. Um, you know, calling him back. Hey, can you come over and and uh, can you come try? You know, sing on this song. Can you sing on this song? And uh, so it wasn't like right away. We had him. We he sang on a bunch of stuff, and um, and Jeff had heard him too. I think. I think Jeff was still in the fold at that time, and everyone was just giving him a th- a thumbs up. <clears throat> so we were just waiting for him to basically uh you know lose his patience <laughs> you know so okay are you guys gonna when am i when am i gonna know if i'm in the band or not you right, know right. <laughs> so we, just had him, we just had him keep coming back and singing and singing and singing and singing <clears throat> and i don't think we really formally said you're in the band for a while <laughs> um and uh but he just he you know he just hung in there and just you know he, he had you know he had the the right attitude you know just he wasn't He's like, I'm, I'm in, you know, what, what do you want me to do? We'd, we'd call him and he'd come over and sing, sing a new thing. or he, um, He'd come over and fix stuff. You know, a lot of guys get real egoed out, you know, um, if, if you say, Hey, that was, I really liked it, but could you, you know, we, we could you try it this way or could you try that? And um, he, you know, you know, kept an open mind and would come back and, and, uh, you know, either uh sing it or, or try to, you know, just uh, you know, appease and everything. But we also got to know him. We got to know, you know, where his strengths were and stuff. And um I think even him and Dean got into it at you know, at, at certain points. And uh but it was it was healthy, you know, I mean it was it was a healthy thing,
3: you know? Yeah.
2: Same thing same thing with me and Dean. It was like we just you know, you just you just start to butt heads and that's all like that kind of tension just um really helps create the product, you know, yeah, sure. so, um, yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta, it was, it was like, a. it was a whole, uh, bunch of events, you know, that really, um, like I said, he just, he just hung in there and, and just kept pounding it out. So,
3: yeah.
2: um, gotta, you know, we're, you know, we're all,
1: we're all proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, so, uh, like, you're the guy, dude. Yeah, you <laughs> that's cool. yeah. So, uh, yeah. so killer hunted, you, you tell me, yeah. you know, you tell us uh, it's, it's a long time process, a lot of drama mm-hmm. with the things it, it's finally out late last oh, year. Yeah. Uh, what's the plan going yeah. forward? Do you guys have shows that you're going to do?
2: Well, so, so the record is out, it, it came out in November and, um, you know, we're just, well, first off, we're, we're really just stoked about the, uh, uh what's been going on with it it's been charting in the uh, metal contraband and the i guess some of the heavy metal charts it's been number four and number six and it's getting uh, airplay and uh, amazon in japan it was like number one for a while in germany um and it's like you said it's getting a lot of good interest and there's a buzz happening so yeah we definitely want to get out there and, and uh you know play shows and uh, we're just uh sort of putting it, putting the feelers out for um for the right uh agents and um and uh, that's what we're hoping that you know this this will create enough momentum for us so that we can you know be out there touring and and uh basically playing this record in a live show right Right. You know, that's yeah, that's what we want to do for sure yeah okay.
1: and everybody yeah. can keep up to date yeah. i guess is it leatherwolfmetal.com yeah. is the website
2: I believe so. Yeah. I believe it's, that's a, you know, leatherwolf, leatherwolfmetal.com. Um, and on the face, Oh Facebook, gosh, God, I don't know. Is it triple Axe attack? I, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> on, on Instagram, I, I think it's uh, yeah. Triple X attack.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll post those all yeah. on uh, when we get this yeah. up posted.
2: Cool. Cool. Yeah. let me just add one, one other thing. I just kind of went off a little track, but I was talking about like recording the album and just, like I said, the hardest thing was the foundation of just, you know, putting down the arrangements and the riffs. And then after that is where I really got to, you know, have more fun and um, show, you know, use my own
3: uh, yeah, personality
2: and stuff. So sure. all, yeah. So when you hear like 90, Moat, 99% of the solos is all me and and all those harmonies and all that stuff. That was um, the creative process. Dean and I sat there. We were just pounded out, yeah.
3: Nice. Um,
2: nice. Luke played a couple of solos on it and like hit the dirt um, in, in the Medusa, uh, Road Rage, and then uh, Joel Hoekstra actually played uh, just a small little portion, but killer riff on oh, wow. uh, The Henchman at oh, the wow. end of the solo, yeah. Very cool. So, but yeah, it was cool. So but we really had fun. Really, you know, the creative process was, you know, just painting that picture. Yeah. Um, and um, it just like the, the different dynamics between our personalities, I guess, yeah. just really worked. Right.
3: Right. You know,
2: me and D would actually, we sit there and fight in the garage. And his wife would just hear, you know, yelling going on. I said, what's going on with these guys? You know, it's like, like, yeah, I think it should be this way. Yeah, you think it should be that way? Well, I think that sucks. (laughs)
0: Well, you you could see the time and attention put into it because the thing that really won me over with it, um, aside Uh, aside from your guitar playing, which uh, maintains the sound. What I liked about this album so much, aside from how great the songs are, the guitar playing has that signature leather wolf sound it still sounds like a leather wolf record and um that's what i really liked about it and the fact that the new singer doesn't sound like oliveri but he has he has his Mm -hmm. own identity and i I, i'm very i'm a big singer guy i'm very critical of singers and when i -hmm. that that was the when i first put this cd on i was like I hope I like this mm. guy, you know, because <laughs> I, I knew yeah, I like you yeah. know, I, I, I really wanted to be behind this album and uh just mm. the first time through it, I, I was totally won over by it. You know, it's it's just a, a terrific awesome. album yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. It really is. I appreciate it, it really it. truly you, is. Man. And you We're know what, well, kudos like to you and yeah. Dean for powering through you know, all the oh, the drama and everything and, and being able to put out an album again for a guy that's been a fan yeah. of the band dating back to 1986. Right. Uh, I'm a tough critic and, uh, for me to be won over by it as much as I ha- have yeah. speaks volumes of the, uh, of the results of this, this, this great record.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to, you know, give, to give Dean credit. I mean, that's, he he's he's one of those guys that can he can finish stuff (laughs) (laughs) and um you know a lot of people can start things and get ideas and whatever but he's got he's got that kind of mentality and the patience to to build something and just take it to the end you know
0: and he's still uh, got that monster drum sound too so it's you know oh he's he's he's
2: killer yeah i mean
0: i don't one of the interesting
2: things about dean too is that you know a lot of drummers go in and, and they just they rehearse the stuff with a band and they come up with their ideas and they play it. And this album was so interesting that, you know, it really started where everybody was like in separate places that I think he had a, was it an injury or something was going on where he wasn't playing? Yes. We I remember that. Yeah. A couple of yeah. Years ago, yep. so he, yeah. He would go in and he would put down these drum parts on, you know, in a, in a program on the computer, like a, a drum machine type of program. And, But he was very into, um, you know, writing the parts and uh, taking the time to to really figure out, you know, very specific parts and and everything. And um, so he would go ahead and do that. And then when it came time to actually uh, record the stuff, he went back and and learned all those things that he had programmed, (laughs) you know, on the computer, which is like so crazy. Um, because some of it, he said was, he wasn't even sure if he could play, you know, but he went back and, uh, and he just, you know, learned it and took it home and practiced it and then went in and did it. And, um, so you gotta, gotta give him a lot of credit. I tell him that all the time when we talk, I go, dude, who, who else is like you? (laughs) I go, who does that? Who, 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 you know, who, who actually, you know, writes their drum, uh, parts or, you know, beats, uh, um, using, you know, on a, com- on a computer and then goes back and learns them mm.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and, right. and, uh, yeah. it has a discipline to do that. So, uh, a lo- lot of interesting stuff, a lot of, uh, interesting personalities. I mean, me and him were, it's like two crazy personalities. I so said, it's like <laughs> two overly obsessive guys working on a record. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's never it's yeah, it's never finished, you know. And then when I would think it was good, he would say it's not good and then he would think it's good and I would say, No.
3: <laughs>
2: it's gotta be done again, you know. And he right. would say it does? Yeah, and I'd say, Yeah, so you can't use that. <laughs> yeah, nice. so, so but we were you know, we were fortunate to have have the, the the time to do that and um and yeah, so we came out and we got a the product is really strong and um we just want to keep it going so yeah.
1: very good yeah cool well uh, yeah leather yeah. wolf uh kill the hunted everybody needs to check that yeah. out so, Rob, uh, we talked all about Leatherwolf and uh, all the history you have with that band, the recording of the new album. But let's, uh, let's kind of switch gears and go over to another band that you've been involved with for a while now, and that would be Peter Beckett and his band Player. Uh, I mean, you're, you're talking polar opposites here. You got Leatherwolf being, you know, 80s heavy metal, and then you've got, you know, Player being kind of 70s uh, soft rock. But uh, how did you get involved with Peter and, and you know, start playing with uh, his band?
3: I think it
2: was like, yeah, it was like 2007 or eight. And um, and so there was a new guitar center that opened up near me. And um, Vox had a new guitar out that they were like really, you know, excited about just showing people in general. So they're like, take the guitar and, you know, go show people some stuff. So I was like, all right, could be worse. <laughs> you know, so, so yes, yeah, so I went down to the guitar store with this guitar and, um, you know, I was and I was looking for something to do. Uh, basically I would just plug in, you know, and people would start talking or whatever. And, um, and so once I bumped into Peter at the at the guitar store that and, uh, I just, you know, I said, i got this guitar, you know, and I'm just, uh, going to bring it inside and play. And he's like, Oh yeah, I want to see that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I brought it in and started fiddling around and, um, like, you know, right away I, you know, I, his eyes just kind of popped out and he said, where'd you learn how to play like that? And I said, play like what? because I I was just so used to just playing you know all the time and I think I was playing some country licks or something and um so so that's kind of how we met we just started exchanging licks because I you know I was showing this guitar around and and he thought it was pretty cool and um I had no idea who who he was you know just from at the time talking to him right
3: um
2: I was just hanging out in the store playing and I saw him watching me and um at one point you know, like we were, you know, playing, I was showing him this guitar, just like I was showing other people, customers in the store. And uh, I had a little crowd around me because I, w- I was doing like a, a little uh, Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, type of, you know, crazy guitar thing. So I had all the salesmen just gathered around me, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just going like, what is going on here? And I'm just shredding in the store, you know, and um, and I saw Pete in the corner, just watching too. Yeah. And uh, and that was it. And then, and then at, he's, he came over to me and uh, and we started talking again. And he said, did you ever hear of the band Player? And I said, Player? I said, oh, that sounds familiar. And then he said, do you know the song Baby Come Back? And uh-huh. I said, Baby Come Back. Yeah, I said, Baby Come Back? Like, Baby Come Back? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's the song. And he's like, he like, that's my that's my band. And I was like, uh-huh. get out of here. That's your band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, he, he goes, listen. And, you know, he's real English too. He said, listen, mate you know we, we we might be doing a gig we might need a guitarist huh. you know and i said oh sure okay yeah um and um you was know, pretty old school he, you know he's, he said listen take this number mate you know and uh, don't lose it and, and uh, get in touch with me." and uh so he handed hand me a piece of paper i'll never forget piece of paper with you know <laughs> i can read his name out and the phone number and yeah. um and i put it in my pocket and i thought that was really interesting. There's a guy from player. And I used to watch them on TV, you know, when I was a kid, sure. like talking about the days of growing up and, uh, uh, whatever, you know, learning, starting to learn guitar. I just remember the, um, the solid gold infomercials yeah, would come yeah. on or the, the compilation albums. And, and yeah. there it was, oh, you know, yeah baby come back and there was there was peter and then i started putting two and two together i went home and i and i started looking at it and i was like oh this i was like this is this is so funny so anyway we i I just yeah i gave him a call and um that started the uh you know the friendship and the relationship and uh, we got along great like right you know right from day one so um he said yeah, he sent me uh you know a bunch of songs and um and uh, wanted to give me you know a little bit of time to uh to you know uh they they definitely need the guitar players so i he said i said yeah i'll I'll definitely work on this stuff and um we just went from there the next um step in the progression was that he would take me up to what (laughs) what he referred to as the castle Hmm. was to meet ron so
3: um
2: yeah so i had the material and i was working on it and i was like wow it's you know the player player guys and then uh we just he set up a little uh i guess you know it's kind of a, qua- a little quasi audition and um we met up and uh, went up to ron's house and um as far as i remember it was just the three of us and um and uh we did uh I don't know, it was baby come back and like two or three other songs mm-hmm. But what I remember was I learned, um, I learned everybody's parts inside and out. So I didn't know, you know, who was going to sing what part. I didn't know who was going to play what part. I didn't know anything, but I just knew all the parts. <laughs> so, um, and I remember Peter was really, you know, impressed by that. I and mean, same thing with Ron. I remember I said, whichever part you want to do, because I, I knew everyone's, I knew mm-hmm. I could do this one, this one, or this one. Yeah. And, um, I just wanted, I wanted to go in and have kind of a foolproof plan, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to be like, well, I don't know that, I don't know this, you right. know, um, you just learn from experience and um, yeah, so that was the first time we got together and it was great. It, it you know, gelled really well, our voices sounded really good and, um, you know, he's such an amazing singer and, and uh, it just, you know, fit oh, yeah. and that was kind of the start of, um, you know, being with players.
1: Well, I thought, I thought you were going to tell me uh, yeah. when you were talking about being in the music store and uh, you mentioned playing some some countries type stuff. I thought you were going to tell me that's where he got his yeah. idea for the Limey Cowboy.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was later on, actually. Yeah, the Limey Cowboys. That was later. That was just another uh, something, you know, uh, pro- idea that he came up with. And, um, and he knew that I had those country licks, too. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, it would be perfect. I
1: want to do this. Yeah. Before we right let on. you go, though, Rob, I, I got to just ask sure. you one one other thing. Uh, let's no talk problem. about the band Soul Sign. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bowles, oh, a okay. singer, sure. um, something oh, you've been yeah, involved large. with for a while. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Okay, so, uh,
2: yeah, so Soul Sign um, is a great uh, four-piece band. Uh, it's Bjorn England on bass. Um uh, he was in Quiet Riot and played bass with Yngwie Malinstein, Lee uh, John Roth, Played Tony with McCoupling. Dio Disciples, Amazing bass right? player. D- yes, Dio Disciples. And, yeah, he's a great friend, and we just get along great. And um, Mike Cancino from uh, the band Unita, or Unita, however you pronounce it. And uh, I think he's played with Lynch Mob as just a, a killer drummer. And um, Mark Bowles, we know Mark sure. from Being the Singer, and Yngwie's famous stuff and ring of fire and um just an amazing amazing vocalist and um so i actually um you know i met bjorn and i have been friends for a long time since i guess it was like back in 2010 and that's we met at uh, i think it was like the fender booth or something at nam and um and that's I, i actually uh played in the band in like 2010 for about a year or so and when michael was in the band and then I just I got kind of busy with player and uh, it just wasn't really working with the scheduling and everything, so it wasn't something that I could continue doing. So they kind of they went on, they got somebody else, Um, but it was never the same. Oh, actually, Mark had joined the band. Sorry, it was I was in the band until two thousand twelve, and Mark had joined. But then I was busy with player and other things, and uh, so they got somebody else, and um, we remained friends, you know. um, But I wasn't in the band anymore and um but we we actually would bump into each other here and there and it was always like i was in the band we wished i was but i wasn't (laughs) and uh, so during covid actually uh, bjorn reached out to me um and he told me that he you know they were recording a new a new album and um it was mark and mike and him and uh and maybe i could you know help out with doing some guitar tracks you know i was so busy doing the leatherwolf stuff uh, with dean we were like know a couple days a week and i was playing all the time so um you know i was like sure but i we were all so paranoid about the whole covid thing you know
3: well you know
2: you don't you don't have covid so yeah um but uh so we we got together and um he lives in hollywood and i'm right here in l.a on the west side and uh we set up a session and i brought my amp over and we just yeah, I think the plan was to do like two two songs or three songs and um, we just had so much fun. You know, we, we had so much fun recording uh, and we got so much done in that first day. Um, it was like, oh, I remember, you know, what this friendship was about. You know, mm-hmm. we just didn't work out scheduling wise and, and I and I'd put these guitars down and, you know, he was loving them and he, he played it for the drummer he said listen to what rob did you know and um and they were just like freaked out all oh, this sounds this is killer you know and uh so he sent it to me I, thought, I really like what i'm doing in this situation because it's cool to play you know in the triple x attack where you have two other guitar players but it's also nice to be in a band where you have that kind of freedom you know where you're just a bass player and a drummer right. and and i can just sort of you know i don't have to worry about exactly what everybody else is doing i just have to fit in with these guys and and be like it's more of a you know an eddie van halen kind of yeah you know, right, right. You know or, or lynch mob yeah um so so i just you know did that session and um and then uh, we stayed in touch and and then he sent me uh the songs with uh, I I played me a little bit of it with mark's vocals and i just went wow this is just man this is just smoking this is killer and he said well i got three more songs you <laughs> know can you do it he says yeah let's do it so we just did we did another session and we'd have these like marathon sessions you know um where we would just try to get everything done within like you know a 10 hour 11 hour span and um and we we did i think i did i don't know maybe it was three like nine songs or something like that there was mm-hmm. some that were already done that um, you have various other players. I think Tony McAlpine played on it and um, some guys from Sweden and so forth. But uh, we did that and it was just such a cool chemistry that, um, you know, even though I'm, I'm in mean, Leatherwolf and then a blues player and all this stuff. It was like a, a, a cool opportunity for me to really just be like a you know the one guitar player and and uh, and a different more of like a, a bluesier classic like classic rockish kind right. of thing. You know, well it's it's heavy rock, but it's not like strict metal. You know, what yeah. I mean it's it's heavy rock, a little bluesy edge on the metal metal side. You know, yeah. um, But there's a little bit more um, flexibility in with with certain things. It's you know, wolf is I love Leather Wolf, it's but it is, you know, it's there's no there's no denying what it is, you know, it's like, what do you guys play? It's heavy metal.
3: Right,
2: <laughs> you, right, know? Yeah. It's Leatherwolf, yeah. you know, it's Leather Wolf, you know I mean? So so this was just another uh kind of creative outlet. And and uh Bjorn and I get along great and creatively and stuff. So the uh we just came down as like, you know, we're gonna we need you know, we need someone. Would you want to play in the band again? And um so I, I was, you know, very into it. As long as we can make it work scheduling wise, yeah, uh, sure. So um, and uh, yeah, and uh, we're, it's it's sort of like a, a, a really good yeah creative friendship, you know. And yeah. uh, but we're doing our first first uh, show with this lineup um, next week. I don't know, is it next week or the week after in uh, Palmdale at a place called uh, Transplants Brewing Factory? I think it is. Okay, let me see, February eleventh. So, but that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be one of the first shows that we do with that lineup.
1: Is there plans for uh, the album to come out at at any point this year? Uh,
2: Yeah, sometime this year. I don't know exactly what the the whole timeline is, Mm -hmm. but most of it's finished. And um, that's more in the hands of dealing with mixing and mastering. Okay. But most of the recording is done. But the plan is to release it this year, I think.
1: Okay. But
2: yeah, that's, um, but I, I, you know, I really, yeah, I really love the the opportunity that I have in the, in that band yeah. to. Um,
1: no, it sounds interesting. Um, Looking forward so to hearing it for sure.
2: It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Mark is such a sweet guy and such an amazing vocalist.
1: It's like. Oh um, yeah. I mean we had him on just, the podcast. Like you said, cool. he's, he's been yeah. with so many, he's on so many projects, so many bands over the years.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's so inspiring. It's inspiration, you
3: know?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, every time I see him, he's like, literally just coming from a gig or something,
3: you know, (laughs)
2: like, like, you know, where, where are these gigs, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just got off the ship and I just did this, you know,
3: um,
2: but that's what it is, you know, these days, unfortunately, yeah, it's like, you gotta be like super active. Right. Um, and just keep the gigging going, I guess.
1: Right, Uh, Right. Tom and I really appreciate the talk tonight. Uh, you know, a lot of good stuff and, uh, Look, you know, definitely. Yeah. Congratulations on the new Leatherwolf album, "Kill the Hunted." So everybody needs oh, to check that you. out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the uh, the Soul Sign stuff uh, later in the year, and uh, hopefully
2: this year too. You'll you'll know, see me out on the stage with Peter again sometime, doing some some shows. That'd so, be cool too. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. If if we're ever out your way or something, we'll try to connect or something. You uh, know?
1: Absolutely, that'd be awesome. But, yep, uh,
2: yeah. No, guys, thanks for uh, you know having me on and reaching out. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, um, thank you. A lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Much, Rob. Uh, yeah, right Rob, Rob Math, everybody. Leather right Wolf, on. and uh, yeah, appreciate the talk. Right on. Thank you, guys. Take All care, right. brother. All right.
2: Okay, guys. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Take care. All
3: right.
2: Take Bye. care, man.
1: See you, you guys, guys. Bye. later. <laughs>